So I'm, um, I'm sorry to say that we're, we're not coming here so, you know, it's lovely from beginning to end. I mean, if it is, I can rejoice for you. You're the only one. <laughs> I said we're not coming here for things to be lovely from beginning to end. Yeah. And I said, if, you're, if, uh, if it's lovely for you, I'm really happy for you, and you're the only one. <laughs> um, no, no, it's, it definitely is one of the possibilities, but I think we come here uh, mainly to detoxify the heart and mind. You know? So dormant in the psyche are these uh, tendencies to hate uh, self or others or to you know, get hooked, greed on things, you know, and, and fixate on things, you know. And so we actually come here and create an environment where there's a lot of simplicity, there's silence, and there's just this sitting a few minutes and walking a few minutes. And in that setup, these conditioning, these tendencies will arise. And so we come to see them because in life we're caught in them. We really think... It's the neighbor. We really think it's the employer. We really think... And so we come here, and everything is lovely, nature, and these things still come up. You know, and society is not here, but we still... So we can see that there's a lot of things that have been internalized uh, and that are alive inside of us that I haven't been cleared yet. They're in action because somehow we believe they're true or helpful. And so as we sit and walk and sit and walk, we are going to develop, this is what's called wisdom, the capacity to discern, this is helpful, this is not so helpful. It's entangling me, this mind, it's creating suffering. Oh, this is helpful. So outside of uh, having heard about it, oh, benevolence is helpful, hatred is unhelpful. Here we get to sit in it a little bit sit in hatred or walk in hatred, self-hatred or others' uh, judgment or hatred, and we learn the damage uh, because of our high-quality awareness. In life, we don't have that high-quality, so we just believe the messages that come up a lot of the time or debate, get in a struggle with them. So here we come for these things to actually be revealed. So I'm really sorry to report this. <laughs> I've been on, I don't know now if it's 300 or 500 of these retreats, and it's getting very clear <laughs> that, you know, things are going to be revealed. And so it's not a mistake if it comes up. You know, it's not like, oh my God, you know, I didn't want this to come. No, I came here for this to come up, to learn actually how to, you know, not give power to this, you know. Uh, and, and awaken to the to these formations of the heart and mind, beliefs and thoughts and projections and etc. So, uh, and the method in a way is extremely simple. If you go back to the words of the Buddha two thousand six hundred years ago, around mind states, what does he say? It's it's extremely simple. He says, when the mind is concentrated, know the mind is concentrated. When the mind is distracted, know the mind is distracted. 
when the heart is heavy, I'm paraphrasing here, know the heart is heavy. When the heart is light, know the heart is light. It doesn't say when the heart is heavy, it shouldn't be. You know, when there is obsession, it shouldn't be upset. You know, it's, it's an invitation to wake up instead of being entranced by the local production in the mind, you know, what's being produced. To actually wake up. Huh? It's a little bit like uh, if we're waking up in a room like this, you know. Like, oh, oh, this is the environment I'm in, you know, the inner environment. And so we want to wake up to this. It's a lot of bad news. <laughs> But we learn maybe to be kind, tender, or have a, a little humor. Or certainly we learn to be stable in these different environments that we find ourselves in, inner environments of fear, of distress, of self-righteousness, of pride, arrogance, shame, quietness, etc., If you're thinking obsessively about something, you know, obsessively would be more than three times. <laughs> That's one of my Burmese teachers, she says that. If you think three times about the same thing, you're hooked. You know, there's unresolved, you know. And so, <laughs> we're going to put the bar either high or low, I don't know how you would describe it. Um, So, um, noticing this, it might be good to things that are helpful. If I keep, you know, reviewing, reviewing something of the past or something of the future, will it happen? Will it be like this? Will it not be like this? You know, sometimes there's kind of basic things about the nature of reality that um, we don't accept. Um, So there's a, we can be sure that in that uh, obsession there, there's a lack of acceptance of something. So it be, could be good to review a little bit some of the basic facts of reality. So this is first noble truth I was talking about yesterday, the poignancy, the, what's touching about human life. In human life, we actually don't know what is coming. It's uncertain what is coming. So to avoid, avoid a lot of thinking in circle, maybe bringing attention to this. Sometimes I, I'll say, Pascal, you know, you keep thinking about next week and this meeting and this next week and this phone call you have to make, whatever, you know. Is it possible that there's some kind of uncertainty about how it's going to go? Yes! <laughs> Can you be okay with the uncertainty? No! <laughs> It's good to know, you know. So then, instead of obsessing about this, you know, I can come here and say, oh, it's hard for this being to not know what's coming. And then the door opens to tenderness, to compassion. This is a more appropriate response than spinning in circle, uh, using all the energy, leaking all our precious energy into uh, obsession. So it might be one thing like this, uncertainty. Sometimes things for human beings are unresolved just now, and it's really hard to bear for us. And so a question I'll ask myself is, oh Pascal, 
Is it possible that this is unresolved unresolved for you? Yes. Can it be okay that it's unresolved for now? We don't know exactly what we're going to say, why it happened, etc. Can it be okay that it's unresolved just for now? Oh, okay. <laughs> just for now. <laughs> Not longer. You know, so we can bring uh, the uh, intention to the present moment and the immediate experience. Oh, this being is a little stressed with unresolved. And so maybe we can bring a little bit of peace and acceptance. You know, Human beings, for them it's really hard to change the past. You know, They can change their view about it, for sure. There's a lot of dynamism possible with past. But some actions, when they're done, they're done. You know? And so, this is what happened. This is what happened to me. This is what happened. It did happen. Can I be okay with the fact that it did happen like that? What I'm mentioning here is not easy stuff. But it's doable. And so it's worth mentioning it. You know? So making peace with past in some ways, you know, that's the work of a lifetime, but still. You know. Jack Cornfield, one of my teacher talks, maybe he took it from somebody else, I don't know, we take a lot from others. Uh, he says, losing hope of a better past. You know, that's a form of liberation, losing hope of a different past. So losing the hook if it had been different, if I had said that or they had done that, well, it didn't happen. Oh, God, it did not happen the way I wanted it to happen. Or that would have made sense or would have been fair. It did not happen like this. Ah. So uncertainty, unresolved, the impossibility to change the past. There's probably nuance to bring to this, but still, these are big ones. Um, the lack of control. I might think obsessively about something because I want to control. Pascal, is it possible that you don't have control over this? There's a lack of complete control. Yes, there is. Can it be okay that there's no control over this? And so here in this retreat, these things keep coming up. You know, we don't have control over the schedule, over what Pascal <laughs> will say or not say, how he will say it. You know, so that's it's a good practice over what the other people will do. You know, we don't have control. So there's a lot of wisdom being gained in um, discovering the nature of reality and aligning ourselves with it. Because yeah? we can struggle a whole life wanting control, but it's not going to happen. So I think it's good for us to understand this. And here, we, in the silence and the practice, we have the chance to come closer to these things. And so liberation is not for things to go as we want. Huh? 
What is liberation? When everybody says what I want them to say and do what I want them to do, and I feel only what I want to feel, you know, which means comfortable, you know, this is not liberation, not in this tradition. You would have to go to another tradition where they say, you can have it, everything as you want it. And if you don't, it's your fault. <laughs> That's another lineage, <laughs> another way of thinking. Here, we... Uh, look at the nature of reality and we find it's remarkable that maybe there can be freedom of heart without getting exactly what we want you know which doesn't mean we don't go for it you know uh, but understanding that things are conditional they might happen and they might not um, there's a friend I teach with sometimes uh, Rachel Lewis and uh, she says, uh, this practice is plan B. Plan A was for everything to go as we wanted. <laughs> as it's not happening, we go for plan B. <laughs> this is plan B practice. Okay. All right, so walking now. Um, Enjoy the sun, it won't last. <laughs> I'm playful, playing a little bit here. Uh, yeah, it's a very precious day of practice today. Please uh, enjoy it and make the, the most of it. Thank you. <laughs>